0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Money management in the family. Money management at home. Let's take a look at this topic and um, look at some of the critical issues about not only earning money, but managing it and making it a resource within the family and an educational unit within the family. Take the letter E. A, B, C, D, E. Take the letter E. There are five components to the issue of money management that all start with the letter E. Let me just outline them briefly, then we'll take a look at them in more detail, okay? Number one is earn. Of course, you earn money. And because you earn money, the family is able to live a quality life. The more money lived or earned, the higher the quality of life lived. By the family. I mean just the basic principle of earning. Now in earning. It is not just the father's responsibility. And the mother's responsibility. But the children's responsibility as well. In family, in my family. In the history of our children. Money earned. Started. In junior high school. And um, we developed a plan. For the earning of money. Saving of money. And giving of money. And using money. So, earning money is number one. Number two is enjoying money. Yes, money is to be enjoyed. It's not the love of money, but just the enjoyment of what you can have, the life quality that you can have, because you've earned a certain sum of money and a certain amount of money over a period of time. The family enjoys a quality of life. And that's why it's important to have employment of a highest level possible, given education, given the skills, given the experience of the wage earners in that particular family. But money is to be used for the enjoyment purposes of a family. Not extravagant, moderate, but enjoyment comes from money earned. And then enrichment. That's number three, enrichment. Well, you enrich your life by having money. You go to seminars, you go to school, you go to lectures, you go to symphonies, you read, you buy books, you buy magazines, you do different things to enrich your life, to build up your knowledge base, both formally and informally. School formally, perhaps, informally just by going to seminars and by listening to the television, listening to podcasts and listening to various kind of programs to enrich yourself and to make yourself wiser and make yourself more knowledgeable about aspects of life, even about financial matters in life. So that's the third E. The fourth E is what I call envelop, envelop money, and that is you take money and you protect it, you put it in savings accounts, you develop a will, You develop a trust. You you develop a system by which you save money for the future, a retirement plan, a 401k, or some type of retirement plan, a savings plan for the immediate future and the long-distance future. You envelop your money so that the money has a protective shell around it and doesn't get lost or doesn't get overspent or get overused for other uh, purposes than what would be in your best interest or the best interest of the family. Every person should have money enveloped within some kind of a system of savings and protection for the future. And then lastly e is what I call educate. Yes, you want to educate the children in the family about money management. You want to educate yourself about money management. You want to educate yourself about the stock market. Educate yourself about savings plans. Educate yourself about 401 plans, various ways of college savings accounts, and uh, various retirement systems that are impossible to develop. In other words, you educate yourself about money, and you use money to educate yourself you know, as well. But you want to educate your children in the area of money and money management. So there's five of these E's. Uh, the letter E, the E's that really tell the story about money and money management. Someone has said this that the best investment that you can make is in yourself and in those you love. So that has to do with enrichment, to enrich yourself by the money that you've earned. You in you invest in yourself. You go to school. You buy books. You Uh, engage in activities, you engage in events that enrich your life and bring quality to your life and develop your brain and develop your knowledge base, you see. There's no better investment, that would be like going to college or going to school, no better investment than you put money in yourself and in those that you love. Now, when it comes to the area of educating your children, about money management matters. Okay, Let's take a look at it in terms of different ages, different periods of time. Obviously in the junior years or sometimes we refer to as the early or the pre-teens or the tween, tween years as sometimes it's referred to. That's when children start to earn money. Babysitting, cutting lawn, doing odd chores, doing extra chores around the house. And working for friends and neighbors and relatives to earn a few dollars. That's where money management starts. And that's when you teach your children at that point that 10% of that is to be given away. That 20 to 25% of that money is to be saved for the future. And the other part of it can be used for their own personal gain or own personal enjoyment and pleasure. And the expenses that they have that are uniquely theirs. So in the early years there is a money management thought process that you start in the life of the children to help them see that there's money to be made but it has to be systematically earned as well as systematically utilized Now that is also the time in life when it's beginning it's good to tell the story of how money came into your family how your parents your grandparents came and the amount of money they came with and and what they did in their early life to earn money and to establish themselves and to build a family and to build a, a nest egg, so to speak, for the rest of the family that went on to the next number of generations. We've done that as our parents have come from Sweden and have had very minimal and limited funds. And uh, we tell the story about how money was then generated and what they did to start out life and to start out earning money and what they've been able to acquire over time. You tell the story of your own family wealth development, your family development of uh, earned income and how it was done and how it was appreciated and how it was utilized. You do that in the teenage years. You start that. And all oh, throughout life, you add a few more points to that whole thing and help them understand what family wealth and family earnings are all about, and how they can then contribute to that, and how they can become part of that whole process. Okay, you move on into your 20s. That's when the 20-year-old, the 25-year-old needs to learn about the stock market, needs to learn about uh, various retirement plans, and how they work, and insurance plans, and stocks, and bonds, and other types of investments. You let them know what you do to make investments, and what instruments you utilize in the area of investments. They need to learn how to plan a system of putting away money for the future and what instruments there are to help establish a future base of income on into the years when you're no longer working. So you want to help your children understand in the 20s that you start looking ahead into the 60s and the 70s and 80s When you need the money, but you have to earn it now and save it and the various instruments that can be utilized for the saving of funds and to utilize them for good purposes, to advance yourself, such as putting away money for education, for college, putting away money to establish a home later on in the future, to put away money to buy a better car in the future, help them understand in the 20s that you save money for good purposes and then those purposes help you earn additional money and you parlay money over time uh, from one year on into the next. Introduce them to an, the idea of a financial advisor. Help them understand the advisor that you have and maybe introduce them and meet together so that, that your children understand that there are people out there that can help kind of create a sense of financial security and a financial growth and a financial wealth plan you know for the future and how you utilize a resource yourself. So help them see that this is done through consultation and uh, utilizing professionals in the area of finance. Okay and let's move on into the 30s. Okay your children are now 30. Here's where they kind of come into the idea of learning more about the money that you have And how you've earned it and how you're utilizing a savings system and how you're planning for your future as a parent and uh, how you're planning for them and helping them and protecting them and saving money that might be theirs in the future. Uh, So in the 30s, you start looking at the idea of educating your children about ways in which a financial plan, a financial wealth plan, can be established and utilized in the future and how you've done it, and then, of course, how they can do it. This doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tell your children all the money that you made and all that, what your savings accounts are and what your retirement plan is. Let them know that you have those systems in place and that you're building on them. you're You're growing them. You're utilizing them. As a, as you can in the now as well as saving them, you know for the future. Um, so help the children understand that there is a system that you have used to help build a wealth for yourself and for their future, and that they should do the same thing: is to begin a wealth system of building wealth and saving wealth. And utilizing it for positive purposes on into the future, money made isn't not necessarily money spent. money made can is certainly money saved and certainly money enjoyed and certainly money that used for enrichment of purposes and you set up a envelopment system of bringing together money under different instruments and then you educate yourself and you you keep educating yourself on the idea of money management and money growth and money uh, utilization for very positive uh, purposes and then you move on into your 40s and on into the 50s and that's when you become more specific and you become more revealing if you will you become more open with your children about where you stand financially and what you have set aside for them and what you anticipate might be theirs in the future and so that they can plan their lives and they can move forward in their life as well. Uh, they learn from you, but they also know how to live their life as you are more open and you are more revealing of your own financial circumstances yourself. It's all right to share your wealth with your children, at least where it stands currently. It may change over time, but that helps them kind of get a sense of what their responsibilities are For the same thing. To save money for the future. For their children and their grandchildren. And you move on into the next generations. So um, bring together the family. And teach them the idea of money management. Bring together the family. And teach them the idea of money philanthropy. Giving it away. And the importance of giving away. Sharing it with others. Giving it to people that are in need. Giving it to countries that might benefit. You know, from an infusion of money or uh, some organization or some uh, missionary organization or some church organization or some social organization or humanitarian organization that you believe in and you want to be part of that program and by giving some money to them. It might be veterans or, you know, whatever it might be. Help your children see what you do to enhance the life of others because it's a model, it's an example of what you want them to do as they have discretionary funds, to give those funds for the enhancement of other people. Maybe the same groups that you give to them, maybe other groups, maybe other philanthropy opportunities that are presented to them. They have their own interests, they have their own desires, but the idea of being part of a giving system, a sharing system, enriching the life of others uh, through giving and uh, that's your job as a parent is to do it yourself, but to teach your children to do it likewise so that there is a positive utilization of monies that have been saved over time and for whatever purpose you have saved them for. Help the children see that there are there's purpose in earning, there's purpose in saving, there is purpose in giving, there is purpose in sharing your funds. And then, of course, you enjoy the benefits that come from that. So money management is a topic that is to be open, is to be talked about, is to be shared, is to be thought through together, is to be for open discussion among family and within family times and family events. And just become more open as your children become older in age and are more able to understand the system of earning money and enjoying money appropriately and in moderation, and enriching yourself with the money earned and improving yourself and setting up their own systems to envelop money and to put it into trusts and put it into wills and put it into savings accounts and so on and then how they can use money to educate themselves and their children and moving on to the next uh, generation so that's what money management is all about and uh money earning is all about and uh hope you do a good job with yours hope you've done a good job with yours passing this on to the next generation that your children can say they're good money management's uh managers and that you can say your children are good money managers you want to be proud of them you want to respect them you want to enjoy your children and uh, not worry you know about their future because they're misspending money overspending money when in fact they ought to be putting it into a uh, system for the future. So do what you can, you know, to help your children do the right thing and to move forward in their life in the area of money management. Now, if you have elderly parents, if you're an elder, you might want to look at the Green Gables Care Home. If you think you need a little extra assistance, you need an assisted living type of a living arrangement in a small home, in a private kind of a home setting. The Green Gables Care Home in Clovis, California. There's six or seven of them that they that this company has, and uh, these are all little private little homes. So there's just only a few people living in there, but it's, they live as kind of like a small family. So if you want to learn a little bit about that, give a call. We to the organization, the Green Gables Care Home Incorporated. Here's a number that you can call. 297-9438. 297-9438. And the area code there is 559. So give a call and they'll talk to you about it and see if they have some uh, services that they might be able to provide you if you're in a need for a little extra care at this point in time in your life or in the life of your parents. Okay, thanks for joining me out, and bye for now.